We were pretty blind to our numbers. Financially, we were illiterate. I think early on, it was probably a good thing. I think if we knew our numbers, we would have shut the doors much earlier. Welcome to How to Build a Profitable Nutrition Business. If you love nutrition and you love helping people and you want to be in the game long enough to keep doing that, then this is the podcast for you. Let's get into it. Welcome to our very first episode of How to Build a Profitable Nutrition Business. I'm here with my business partner and wife, Stacey Hughes, uh, and we're here to talk about, well, firstly, why we're qualified to even talk about the subject, and then our key learnings, a brief overview of our key learnings from our time of having a nutrition business where we went from negative dollars, essentially, to about 1.4 million in a very short period of time. So uh, what I'll be doing with this podcast, I'll, I'll go into depth about all the, the things that we did right to get there, and then there'll be another episode on all our key learnings on things that we could have done differently. I'll be bringing on uh, guest experts with you know, key knowledge areas to help you grow your business, and then I'll also be interviewing expert uh, nutritionists who have grown profitable nutrition businesses. Right, Stace. So quick history, quick history of, of our background and why we're qualified to talk about it. Yeah, well, we started our business in 2015. We just had our third child, and we had three boys under three, and we moved to Yapoon, uh, central Queensland. We'd come from western Queensland, and Chris needed a bigger centre to uh, start our nutrition business. So we moved to Yapoon and opened doors. Yes, yeah, so it was my idea to move, so there was a bit of pressure on me to make it work. Um, and so those first you know, two or three years was basically just head down, bum up, seeing as many people as I could, not providing a good service really, but it was just a numbers game for me. I had kids to feed. Um, and we set up in different locations, didn't we? So Yeah, there was a lot of travel for you. A lot of travel. I, I, I remember travelling to Emerald four hours each way and then seeing clients for eight to ten hours. I'd only ever do it on a Friday because I'd be exhausted then, or, you know, wouldn't work Saturday. But, um, yeah, ma- massive. But in, in the end, though, setting up in different locations, the initial, initial plan was to fill the calendar. I had to be full every day to make it worthwhile. In the end, that actually helped helped us grow, though. I, mean, I know you were against it, but because yeah. um, you had three kids at home, yeah. But it enabled us to sort of have a footprint in these locations before we then put staff there. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, we grew. So yeah, and then um, we hired staff, and then I was shooting we, myself about that, but yeah. end up being fantastic. Yeah, and that's the only way we could really grow our business. So we used government grants to do that, to hire the dietitians and to hire the admin staff at each location. So that really helped us grow. And then we sold the business at the end of 2021. And we're travelling in our caravan, which was a lifelong dream. Yes. Um, the, the sale of the business was a bit of a disaster yeah. in itself, but that's probably another episode. Um, we sold it too quick and in a rush, but in the end yeah. we just wanted out. Um, okay, so... Just looking at the, the three things, and we'll, like I said, we'll go into depth about this in another episode, but what are the, the three things that we did well that enabled us to go from negative dollars to $1.4 million over essentially four years we grew in that, that space? Yeah, one was productizing our service. So um, moving, you wrote a book, moving into the online space, creating health challenges that people could sign up to. Uh, yeah, so really just offering more than just the traditional one-on-one consults. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, in-body machines, indirect calorimeters where we'd measure uh, people's metabolism. Um, all things that would help, would help clinically, but they, they were that 
the big thing was actually getting a coach because one of our coaches gave us that advice, didn't yes, they? they? that's right. Pete Clark, and he said, you've, you've got to provide something that they can't get at home. It's, that's right. You know, anyone can get information on the internet these days, but what are you providing that they can't get at home? Yeah. yeah, so hiring coaches was another one because, yeah, you, you saw that web, uh, webinar that Pete Clark was running one night. It was like eight late at night, I remember, and you were, yeah, you couldn't believe the numbers that he was throwing around in what his practice was doing and you were like, wow, I need to learn from this guy. So you made contact with Peter and we did some coaching with Peter and that was one of the things was bringing in uh, more things of value, which were the um, embodies and, and those other things. Yeah, he was pivotal for, for our business, Pete. Um, yeah. You know, he, um, I, I was just seeing as many people as I could without really any sense of knowing the numbers and, um, you know, coaches in general was probably something I'd, I'd never considered, but you, yeah. you coming from a business background had, had really thought to invest in coaches and yeah. joining Business Blueprint. We joined Business Blueprint as well. Um, that's something that really helped us both mm. personally and prof- professionally to grow and our mindsets. Really. Tina Town now with the online courses that we do and everything has been yeah. amazing. So, so yeah. we've always invested in coaches or mentors. Yes, yeah, it's expensive, and, it and expensive. that's it's a hard one for me being the the more accumulator accumulator in the relationship who's worried about what's going out whereas Stace is really happy to invest and then get a return on that investment which is what we've really done with coaches so yes so there was um productizing our service investing in coaches so what was our third one chris um i think it was really understanding the importance of value for the client so we needed to make sure that the clients felt value walking away from our appointment. And we saw a lot of um, bulk bill uh, clients that would be referred to us. For, for anyone that doesn't know what bulk billing is, it's, it's basically the client, client doesn't pay. It's a government-funded program, and we get paid from the government. Not a lot of money. It's a little bit controversial. A lot of, a lot of health professionals can't do it anymore. Um, but for us, even those guys, we wanted them to make sure they felt value. They've, they've paid us with their time and we wanted them to feel value. Then they would come on as private and that's where it was profitable as a, for us as a nutrition business. Um, so, yeah, coaches, productizing, understanding the importance of value. Mm-hmm. What about what did learnings? Think? Yeah, so one was probably we didn't nurture our list well enough. Like We were mm. collecting emails from our website and also through the clinic but we didn't nurture them like we should have been sending them emails about what to expect before their appointments and then what was going to happen after their appointments like what other services that we had so that's something we could have done better that we we weren't doing that um, Mm. as most effective as we could have been given the the list size we ended up having and we had some great tools to build a list so we actually had quite a large list um yeah we we kind of we didn't nurture that enough yes um okay what else um, our culture, our employee culture, mm. we could have done that a bit better. Initially, we were really great at this, but I think we sort of knew we were going to sell the business, so we sort of changed our um, yeah our tact with that, and probably didn't invest enough in training and regular um, contact. We always had regular meetings, but we also we used to do regular training sessions and fun things for the staff where we sort of didn't invest in that towards the end and we grew quite big quite quickly so i I remember we were at a conference and they said zero to 12 employees is the perfect number 
as soon as you go above 12 to 50, it's painful. Yeah. Uh, and we were at 12, but had a job ad out. Yeah, employing. and we went to 17 quite quickly then, from 18, 12 to yeah. 17, 18. So, yeah. yeah, we probably needed a HR manager at that point. Um, it was too big a role for me, so as well as doing everything else. So, yeah, that was at the point we yeah. needed uh, another level we, of We were a bit burnt out too, I think. Yeah. Um, so we had great culture, and then we got burnt out with a few things, um, and in the end we were just wanting to get out, weren't yeah. we? essentially and we let our culture slip and that was a big big problem yeah uh and the third would be our numbers we were pretty blind to our numbers um not we were good with uh our 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 client numbers i taught myself power behind that was a a great thing um but financially we were illiterate i think early on it was probably a good thing i think if we knew our numbers we would have shut the doors much earlier um but certainly later on we could attract our expenses a lot better yeah and made some just and made we made decisions not knowing our numbers so we made our decisions yeah not based on the right yeah measurements yeah that's right yeah so okay so to summarize we um good things were getting coaches Mm -hmm. productizing our service and understanding the importance of value yes Key learnings were nurturing our list, letting our culture slip, and uh, being financially blind. So if we were, they're, they're the three. We do have more, and we'll go into depth in other episodes. But yeah. as a brief intro, these are the, the key things that we learnt and, and would do again. Yeah. So that that is uh, the very first episode. So hopefully you got something out of that. Uh, the next episode will be a deeper dive into all the, the good things that we did that, that allowed us to grow to 1.4 million in a fairly short period of time. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for coming on, Stats. Thank you. Do you find this podcast valuable? There may be other nutrition professionals out there will also. If you like, share, and subscribe, it's going to help other nutrition professionals make an impact on the world just like you. Thanks.